Welcome to the Feedback Force podcast, the game design analysis podcast of the End Defender community. We are back, and I am still Kelso. And I'm Kyla. And I'm Carl. And we've had a rough couple of weeks, I think, just kind of collectively. Yeah. How y'all yeah. doing? Uh, well, I am uh, only taking painkillers every six to seven hours now. Uh, as opposed to every four hours, which I was doing last week, and still, despite that, in considerable pain. Well, uh, if you, if you, like, if we need to cut the episode short, I don't know how much, like, talking you've done since, since all of yeah, this has Talking is happened. usually not too bad, so I think I'll be okay, but we will, we will see. For, for those uh, who have not been following my terrible saga which I don't know if I've posted about it on social media. I think I have, but maybe I didn't. Uh, I got my wisdom teeth out uh, two weeks ago, last Friday. Uh, and if you know about wisdom teeth, they're supposed to heal, uh, a normal case of wisdom teeth is supposed to heal like within two to three days. Uh, <laughs> and as it turns out, I had some complications. Um, first, I got dry socket, which is a condition mm -hmm. where... The clot, so normally, like, they pull teeth out of your jaw, and your jaw bleeds, and it forms a clot, and the clot protects your jawbone while, like, the stuff heals over it. Um, but sometimes, there's a condition called dry socket, where either the clot doesn't form, or it gets dislodged while it's forming. Uh, and then your jawbone is just exposed to the open air, with all its nerves and stuff. Uh, so that happened. Uh, it's extremely painful. Uh, and then one of them got infected. <laughs> so it was it was a not fun first week, let me tell you. Just also two to three days for regular wisdom teeth healing. That seems very short. Like I didn't. You I know, had my wisdom teeth taken out maybe like a decade ago, and I like I didn't have any complications. But man, my jaw was swollen for. Uh, my like my whole fucking jaw was swollen for maybe like three or four days, and I don't think I went completely back to solid food for like two weeks. Yeah, so I that was like uh that number was like quoted to me on like the original like form I got, and I was like this seems very short. Let me go look it up, and I have found estimates that say anywhere from like it you know the the thing should heal within two to three days to like. It may take up to three months for it to fully heal. I'm like, Whoa. what? What time? Like, this is a massive timeline difference. What the fuck? Yeah, so uh, I think it kind of just largely depends on the individual. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. And I think, I mean, not everybody gets all four of them taken out at once. I yeah. did, and you said you did as well, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think. I think when I had mine done, my dentist was just looking for a paycheck um, <laughs> because he straight up told me he's like, well. It's probably fine, but we can take them out now to avoid any potential complications later. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck it, whatever. I've got, I've got good dental insurance at Wells Fargo. Just do it. Um, so I did. Yeah, the dentist was pretty insistent. He's like, you know, if you need to get one out anyway, we'd like recommend doing them all at once just because it's less hassle later and you don't have to go through the recovery multiple times. And I mean, to be fair, I would not want to go through this recovery again. This yeah. may be like one of the single worst experiences of my life. So yeah. it, no, it's rough. Um, that's I I've 
I feel terrible that you had to go through all of that. Oh. Yeah. So as I say, I'm still, you know, in in pain enough to be taking ibuprofen every uh, every six or seven hours, but it's still a damn sight better than last week. So I'm counting my blessings at this point. I do really miss like being able to eat popcorn though. And and most yeah. solid foods generally. <laughs> yeah. What what have been your um your staples? Well, I've got a lot of yogurts for the morning. Mm -hmm. Just been all about that yogurt. The first week I was all soups. It was just like nonstop soups. Now I've graduated to like uh mashed potatoes and some like chewier like pastas and olives and like things that I don't have to do a bunch of chewing. Basically, mm -hmm. if it's anything where I can slice it into small pieces with my front teeth and then just swallow the pieces without having to mash anything in my molars, I'm fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, that sounds about right. So I've well, learned I've learned to eat things in new and exciting ways. Yeah, I remember the I, I still remember like how how daintily I ate my first like tortilla chip. Uh. Yeah, no, I, I, I think I had like a bean and cheese burrito the other night. So like, you know, I'm getting there. Yeah, yeah, you're getting there. Definitely. Well, yeah, that's... All foods in the blender. Yeah. Uh, I mean, kind of. Mom suggested I do uh, I do smoothies because she, she had to get some gum surgery a while back, and she said she had a bunch of smoothies. But we don't have a regular blender anymore because ours, uh, ours burnt out, and we only have the immersion blender now. And it's yeah. like, I could make smoothies with an immersion blender, but it'd be hard. The problem with smoothies is like, Oh, smoothies, it's fruit. It's so healthy. But there's a lot of calories in a smoothie, like, deceptively, yeah. an, a, a deceptively large amount of calories in a smoothie. Yeah, I um, mean, fruit is mostly sugar. It's better no. sugars for you than a lot of other sugars, but it's still mostly sugar. Yeah, I do love a good smoothie, though. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. And it depends on, you know, what you make it with and how much added sugar you put in it. Like, if you use a low-fat yogurt base or something as opposed to, I don't know, a vanilla ice yeah. cream base? I'm sure people make smoothies with vanilla ice cream. <laughs> Speaking of smoothies, can we talk about this is this is my, this is Kelso's pet peeve corner. Uh, am I the only one who is so upset by the concept of smoothie bowls? I hate it. I hate it so much. That's a smoothie bowl. I've never it's, heard of this. It's a smoothie, but in a bowl. And they put, like, fruit and stuff on top of it, and, and basically it seems like a food that is just designed to have good pictures of on Instagram. Like, I don't... Why oh, would a, you eat... It's a soup. It's a... It's a it's a, it's a it's, cold... It's like a gazpacho. More like a yogurt. Yeah, it's a smoothie masquerading as a soup. It's, it's very stupid, and it makes me so mad to even think about smoothie bowls. You should start... I, I was against the concept, but then I looked at the picture, and it's really... It's really pretty. Yeah, it's really pretty, but imagine eating it. Kelsa, you yeah, should it start... sounds good. You should start you a... Stick, uh... stick a spoon into the bowl? Slurp it yes. out of the bowl? Stick <laughs> a spoon a... in it. That's just the worst way to eat a smoothie, though. Kelsa, no. you should start a counter trend of uh, mug soups, where you, you, ref you only drink soups out of, uh, like, shake containers. Uh, I do. Out of smoothie mugs. Okay, well, I, I've never, I've never done soup out of like a smoothie. Like, I, I will, I will do like one of those soup. big, one of those big straws. 
I do have some boba straws um, from when I was making boba at home for a while. But uh, I, I will do like miso soup just in a coffee, like a big, my big coffee mug. And that's uh, a pretty good little you know what? winter I snack. Have, I have this stuff for miso soup. I should make miso soup. That'd be a great thing to have miso as, a, soup as a snack available with my teeth like this. Is so fucking good. It's like, it's like one of my favorite, like, God, I really want to eat something and I don't have any energy and I don't feel like doing it. It's just like heat up the water, put the stuff in a mug. You don't even necessarily need the tofu cubes and like all the other crap. It's nice, but sometimes like just the broth is good. Yep. And and yeah, yeah. it I always mean, have, it always hits the spot. I have some kombu I could make a dashi pretty easily and then just yeah. have the dashi whenever I want to have soup. Yeah. I'm lazy and I buy the dashi powder, but that's the dashi that's powder fine. has like fish in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's why I do the, the yeah, kombu just one. the kombu. But yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Ah, uh, so that was my—that's been my rough couple of weeks. Carl, you were like <laughs> sick last week, right? Yeah, or like the week before, oh. really. But I was—I had a pretty rough cold. Oof. But now I'm good, and uh, I went fishing a bunch this weekend. Ooh. Or not a bunch, but like me and my Catch. dad put. Um, nets down and we put in total like four nets and we got 31 perches whoa nice what do you do with them do you like preserve them or do you like give them away to friends or um give away some but most was like fillet and then freeze Mm, okay very cool yeah my dad went on a fishing trip like up to alaska and they it was in the middle of summer so like the sun didn't go down until like i don't know 11 p.m so they would just be out on the water all day my dad and several very old men and what they did was they they had the fish processed up there and they shipped it all home so we just had a freezer full of i think it was mostly walleye and man that was a good time hell yeah fish so i mean i i have no conception but I'm happy for I'm happy That's for true. you all. <laughs> yeah. Fish is probably one of the few meats that I haven't had like even sort of tangentially in passing. It's like a lot of stuff like beef and chicken and whatnot I have had as like soup stocks and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't know if I've ever had a fish stock. I mean, presumably I I probably have in like as you say, like, in a miso soup or something somewhere. But... Or, like, I don't know if you do Caesar salads. And not all commercially available Caesar dressings have, have anchovy in it. But some of them do. Yeah, um, that's probably fair. Yeah. Yeah, it's not often you use, like, fish stocks for non-fishing. Right? So, it's, yeah. not a, it's not a common broth base, but... Um, I mean, I guess it depends on the cuisine that you're used to. I'm sure it's it's fairly common in, like, you know, Japan. I mean, I guess I'm... I do have a bottle of fish sauce in the cupboard. Like, I have it, but usually then I have fish with it. Yeah. I think, I think Worcestershire sauce also has, uh, like, fermenty fish bits in it. 
I don't know if I've ever had that either. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. Man. Oh, it's uh, having a vegetarian diet and then having it further curtailed by like, right now you can't eat like anything that's like solid or crunchy. It's like, that's yeah. leaves so few things. Yeah. Uh, anyway, how's, <laughs> how about your, how about your past few weeks, Kelso? Yeah, so, um, I... <laughs> It's so stupid. Like I ran out of my meds and I was like, "Oh, I'm going to uh I'm going to call the pharmacy and get a refill." And I called the pharmacy and like I guess there was just nobody available to answer the phone. So, uh I didn't get them refilled and that just became like the insurmountable like I got to call the f I got to fucking make a phone call and I didn't get my meds refilled for like 3 weeks. It's so stupid, but that's what happens. When yeah. you've got a busted brain, anyway, yeah, my meds are refilled now. Um, you gotta, you gotta <clears throat> do the task while the meds are still making the task small. Otherwise, yeah. the task grows and grows. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, it's fine. It's just, and it's, it's not even like that bad at this point. I just get like brain foggy, no motivation. So instead, like, I think I didn't. I think I mentioned this when when we were talking, like in the in the chat. I, I, like, didn't play any video games, including the one that we were supposed to play for the podcast for, like, two weeks. Like, I would sit down at my computer and be like, okay, I'm gonna play the game! And then I would open up a YouTube video and just, like, scroll through Pinterest, or, uh, And there's five hours. Yeah, and there's five, and then it's like, well, I'm gonna go to bed now. And then that was, like, <laughs> that was it! Yeah, It was so enough. rough! So, yeah. <clears throat> anyway, uh, it's, it's, we're, we're getting better now. <laughs> It's yeah. picking back up. So if we if we collectively <clears throat> seem a little a little lackluster this pod, it's because we're having a rough time. Please go easy on us. Yeah. yeah Except you know Carl. What? Carl is well fed with fish right now. But... Yeah. Yeah. You've got all those omega threes or whatever is in fish. I don't actually know. Fish oil question mark. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, God, also, my foot just fell asleep, so that's going to be tingling for a bit. Anyway. Um, Escher is doing well. Gecko, gecko update. Um, I, I did try and plan, I did get a couple of super adorable, um, uh, miniature oak leaf creeping fig plants to put, plant in his enclosure, and they died immediately. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately... No creeping figs for me. Is it yeah. like, is it like a soil acidity issue or? I have no fucking clue. They just dried up. They just like they dried immediately, and I don't know if it's like too much water, not enough water, like not enough. Well, probably it's not not enough soil because they both died, and one of them was like planted in the main soil of the tank. Um, but yeah, like too much light, not enough light. Different, yeah, soil acidity. I have no idea, but they did not survive. So, damn. I yeah, I'm gonna just skip that one. It would have been nice. It would have been like a cute decorative thing to have, but it's not that important. He's got already the plants that he needs. So, yeah, um, he's starting to be like fairly mellow when uh, when I hold him, and he'll eat from his little uh, gecko dish right out of my hand while I'm holding him. 
He's getting real big. He's like, we weighed him yesterday. He is 22.7 grams. He was only 17 grams when we got him. So like five gram gain in a, just a couple months is it's like a lot. He'd grown fast. Nice. What is like considered overweight for a gecko of his size? Do you well, think? so adults, uh, adult cresties are usually anywhere from uh, 35 to uh, 55 grams. So it's hard to judge whether he's overweight while he's still growing. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know. He doesn't seem particularly like um, wide, wider than he's supposed to be. That's fair. I just I always and see like pictures jump. of people holding their little their little chubby lizards and <laughs> yeah. No, he could it's... still like jump and get around and 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 gravel around the place just fine. So I think That's he's okay. Good. That's the problem. Is that like it's really it's really cute when you got a fat pet, but it's also not good not for your pet. Not great for them. The he he's very very picky eater. He will only eat um the one type of Pangea food, the like growth and breeding mix, um, which might not be that good because I think once he's done growing, I don't know if we want to keep feeding him that one since I think it's like particularly high protein. Um, but he like, he won't eat any other flavors. He wouldn't even eat live crickets last time we tried to give him crickets. So mm. uh, either, either he's like outgrowing his insect stage or he's snacking on the isopods at night. Either uh -oh. way, it's it's not a problem if he does. Like they're not gonna hurt him, and uh, he's certainly not damaging their population. There, there's so many of them. I guess that's true. Got free snacks, just living in your house. Yep, yep. And he's uh, it's and it doesn't look like in, during the day when I look in the in the side of the tank, like in the dirt area, I'll see you know maybe like. Uh, two to half a dozen of the like real little isopods if i come out like midnight and shine a light in that area i'll see like easily 20 of the like medium and large ones yeah. just on that one side i'm like oh yeah they're doing fine nice well that's good i do i do love the little isopods they are very cute they are very cute i like my little cows and the springtails <laughs> are are there as well even tinier yeah um not to uh not to gross anyone out but um i find it really fascinating occasionally escher will poop in sort of a weird spot uh like on one of the leaves of the plants or like uh on the glass somewhere uh where the ice pods can't get to it so i'll like use a little thing to scrape it down into the undergrowth and it's astonishing how quickly the springtails and the ice pods get to it. Mm -hmm. Like, they're like, ooh, our favorite! And then it's gone <laughs> immediately. Well, that's good. So they're doing their jobs. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Maybe I need isopods in my backyard to eat all the cat poop. Yeah, I don't, I mean... I don't think I, they, they would eat cat poop, probably Maybe they not. would. <laughs> I, they they're they're detrivores, so probably they would, but I, it might be big for them, to be honest. Yeah. Also, I don't know. Uh, I mean, the backyard is a a, a large area. Large place. Yeah. <laughs> Just get a dog. Oh, that's, that's true. But I don't I don't think either of us have the like level of investment needed to 
really allow a dog to thrive in our household. We are both pretty lazy, and I think that's why cats are okay for us. Also, I'm not sure getting a dog for that reason is a good idea. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, also. I mean, the dogs will definitely eat poop. I have seen that with with my own eyes. It's not supposed to, though. It's not good for them. I remember once... um, when I was in high school, um, and my parents had two golden retrievers, and I was, <clears throat> I was gonna go do something with one of my friends, and they were gonna come pick me up at the house, and I was like standing, like kind of like just halfway looking out the window, uh, waiting for them to just show up so I could just go out there, and one of my dogs, one of the dogs, like pooped, and it's in the middle of winter, so they pooped in the snow. I'd like you could. You could like see the steam coming off of it, Aww. and then she just immediately turned around and started eating it. I was like, no, 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 <laughs> no. <sighs> and that's that's well, how I know. If you live out in the woods, chances are you probably already have isopods, because like they're just like the the ones for the tank are just fancy colors. They're really just roly polies, and you know roly polies are native to most areas of the U.S. That's so. True. <sighs> they're out there doing their their job, keeping the soil all all fresh and turned over, and, and ready to grow new things. Yeah. Circle of life, baby. Circle of life, baby. Well, have we talked enough about poop uh, <laughs> for the pre-show? <laughs> yeah, probably. Carl, you want to talk about the game that we played? Yeah, we played Haven, made by the Game Bakers, and released 2020. And I'm still not sure how to describe this game. Yeah. Um, was this made with an arts grant? It looked like from the like opening credit crawl thing that it might have been like a what Canadian or whatever, uh, some other some other government that actually provides arts grants for games. Maybe? Feels kind of weird, since they made a really big-selling game before. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Let's see what they're... They're But we can talk about that intro, because I fucking love that intro. So good. (laughs) Yeah. so pretty. And And the outro. And it's one of those things, it's like, nothing nothing is happening, but damn, it looks cool while nothing's happening, and that's all that really matters, honestly. Yeah, there's a very cool, like, watercolor animation that plays uh, as, the, as the beginning. Uh, I don't see anything about it in the, in the development section of the wiki article. Uh, they... I, know, I know it was the release trailer, it was the same video. Yeah, I could see that. It's, it's like, very... Um... Artsy? I feel like that sounds demeaning when I don't mean it to be. But uh it's very highly stylized and it's yeah. it's pretty anime. It's very anime. Um, yeah. A lot of things about this game feel kind of anime to be honest. Yeah. Um Which, so I mean, I'm sure is intentional. Yeah, on the on the subject of uh of not being able to describe it, according to the wiki article, uh the game's creative director describes yeah, the game as Journey meets Persona, which... No? no it, 
<laughs> no. No? Also compares it to a rhythm game designed to be accessible and relaxing without being intellectually exhausting. Um, other inspirations for the game include Prince of Persia, Catherine, Toe Jam and Earl, and Fantasy Star. Like, I want to say no, 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 and no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what the hell? Yeah. Like, uh, none of these things, maybe? Uh, it's, I mean, it's a... It's basically like, you know, a romance visual novel, but with, uh, with like world exploration and some mild combat as its primary mechanics. I guess, I mean, I guess they couldn't compare it to Solar Ash because Solar Ash wasn't out yet. That's like the game that no. I keep coming back to that it's the most you know, similar no, to. You know what it reminded me of more than anything else that we've played was Sable. Yeah, and I guess Sable wasn't out either. <laughs> Oh, was it not? Uh, when did Sable come out? Now that I'm, I, I don't remember. Um, okay. Has to be last year, right? Yeah. Haven's uh, release was... 2021. Okay, and yeah, and this one was December 2020, so... Yeah, and Solar Ash they... was also 2021, so... <laughs> so these all came out around the same time. Roughly, uh, yes. And they all have this kind of, like, uh, moving around, like, in a flowy sort of way, exploring the space. Um, also, kind of a lot of exploring with not really much to find. Yeah. 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 No, I... So I'm going to tip my hand up front here and say that, like, I I really didn't like this game as much as I wanted to. Same. Um, I don't think it was a bad game, um, but I found it really boring. <laughs> it... Yeah, and I... And I, I mean, full disclosure, I, I didn't finish it, Um I, I at least you were Steve were saying in the chat like it once you get the anti grav boots there's not a whole lot else to see after you've tooled around with them and I was kind of amazed at how quickly I got the anti grav boots and was like wait a minute there's nothing to see after this uh, which is not exactly what you said but yeah no I, uh, I was saying like once you get the anti grav boots then you've pretty much seen all the major mechanics, the mechanics of the game yes um, yeah. because then you can do flying on flow thread. So the premise, mm -hmm. I guess we'll start with the premise. The premise is that uh, you are a couple who are escaping from some kind of multi-planet, you know, galactic empire thing, um, and you've run away to this small, uh, like, unknown planet to, to be together because you're, in your society, like, people get, um, like, forcibly matched up they basically all everyone has an arranged marriage um and they don't want to do their arranged marriages they want to be together and so they uh you know they run away to be on this planet and you're trying to like explore the planet and survive and there's a whole unfolding story about how uh it turns out that this planet is less unknown than you thought and like the empire tried to make a colony here but like accidentally blew up the planet um and that's why it's in such rough shape <laughs> yeah, it, it's a lot of, like, starting in the middle and then finding out, like, yeah, pacing it out, the story, as it unfolds. Yep, and so you play kind of as both characters. Um, you can switch between them at will. There's not really much difference between one and the other. Um, and you, uh, you, like, tool around on these little, you know, um, solar ash style like rocket skates uh and that are powered by flow which is like the the power source 
uh, in the narrative that comes from inside the planet. Um, and the main, like, the main narrative arc is that, you know, you, you discover that this was, um, actually an old colony, and then the Empire, like, sends these drones back to, like, try and recover you, and then it turns out that, like, one of the, one of the pair's, uh, like, matched partners is actually, like, a very, um, like, high-level, like, general and council member and like is coming back to get you so you have to uh in the end you have to sever the planet's uh flow bridge which is like the thing that connects planets to each other and allows interplanetary travel in this fiction um and you actually don't have to sever the flow bridge there is a harder to get bad ending okay let's the bad ending is not an ending let's (sighs) Yeah, I don't know why it's there, to be honest. Yeah, there, I, I did read about what the endings are, and it's that's such a, a bad ending. Yeah, so the endings are you successfully sever the flow bridge and live peacefully the rest of your days together on this planet, or you decide to take your chances against the general and his robot army coming to get you, you fail, uh, you get taken back to your planet, your memories get wiped, and then you live out your lives in the lives that the Empire wanted you to have. Like, that's a shitty ending. It's yeah. just... It's really and... goofy how, how like, cartoonishly evil this, this, you know, mysterious society that they fled from and is. yet, okay, this is one of my big pet peeves. They never say what's so bad about this empire. Like, they talk about it like it's this horrible dystopia, but the only concrete thing they mention about it that's actually bad is that they, like, arrange marriages for their citizens. And that's it. And, like, that's not that bad. It really, like, in the great... I guess I guess they also destroyed the planet of the... They, they destroyed Source, but, like, that's... Yeah. You know, that's that was an accident. Like it's that not like was they an did it on purpose. And... They were trying to find a like a you know better energy source, and they yeah. underestimated some of their technology. And like, yeah, they tried to cover it up. But you know, it's it's like I don't know. That doesn't seem like something that affects the day to day lives of the average citizen. Yeah, I you know sometimes I I think about like if I was not in a relationship at this point in my life. I would, I mean, getting, like, just assigned a spouse would not be that bad. Because that is, like, well-researched well to be compatible with you. Yeah, because, like, fuck if I'm gonna start dating. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> like, that ain't happening. There's uh, also <laughs> lots of societies on Earth where, like, arranged marriages have been a thing for a long time, and those aren't dystopian societies by yeah. any stretch. Yeah, no. that, that too. At, this, at the same time, like, to them... It is. Yeah. At some point, right? Yeah, and there's there's an implication that there's maybe something... Like, I don't really understand what the implication is supposed to be, but there's at one point, one of the things they do is they try and contact one of the characters' mothers um, back on the home planet, and she says something like... When they, when they complain about the matchmaking system, she says something like, you know, do you want to go back to the times of... I forget, she uses some, you know, fantasy-style proper, capitalized proper noun that I don't remember. Um, that sounds like it was something bad, but it's never explained what it was, so. Uh, do you want to go back to the time, the before times, where you yeah. maybe had to go on a 
awkward, unpleasant date. Yeah, it, I mean, it made it made it sound like there was like you know widespread social instability and like wars or something that was solved by this matchmaking thing. But who the fuck knows? I mean, what it sounds like is because we know that the um the 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 character you um who is I guess if if you're doing the you know the hetero couple you is the the woman. She, her mom is, like, some high-powered executive, which I guess makes sense why she ends up getting paired with the, the you know, the super general, powerful yeah. general guy, and um, the, the, the male character, K, is, like, just a biologist, and he got paired with a biologist, just, like, some random, like, you know, normal yeah. woman biologist. So, I, I don't... <sighs> Like, was the social unrest so bad that you can't do, like, intercast mixing or something? I don't yeah, know. The, and yet, they say that, and yet, like, uh, Kay worked for Yu's mother. So it's not like, and, like, they apparently knew each other and visited each other fairly regularly before they ran away together. So it's not like they were, like, you know, never able to see each other, Romeo and Juliet kind of thing going on. It was like they were f apparently, like... Friends, friends or at least acquaintances like there's a k they mention a, a story where like Kay brought cookies over that he had baked or something like that which you know doesn't seem like you know filthy low caste person don't touch my precious daughter right yeah and they even they even say that um that k was directly recruited by you's mom yeah. to join the company so like yeah he's not he's not you know gutter gutter person or whatever yeah um, I don't know. and i mean it's... i i i watched uh i did when i found out there was a bad ending i did go back and uh and get it just to see what it was like and like it doesn't look like Kay's living a bad life like his his thing is like he's sitting on a bench near like a very lovely park watching his kids play right like it's it's not you know it doesn't seem like he's uh you know toiling away doing slave labor or anything yeah yeah i don't know just uh so a thing you brought up that we haven't mentioned is they do let you choose the genders of the characters uh to begin with you have three options you can play with them both male both female uh or with k as the male character and you as the female character um which <clears throat> at first i was like why why would they not have the opposite available as well right with you know K, because you have female K and male U, why would you just not, like, offer that option as a second het couple mm -hmm. option, since you have all the voice lines and whatnot? Um, but I, I mean, I could see why they probably picked, like, the one that had the better voice acting for each, right? Like, the better oh. male voice actor and the better female. And also, it's, like, one less thing you have to QA, right? You don't have to check that, yeah. like, all the models work in that configuration for all the animations and... And stuff Another like thing that. to mention about that is that that was not an option at the release of the game. Oh, the, at the release of the game, there was only like female you and male Kate. Yeah, okay. I think I think that the same sense. sex couples was a relatively recent addition to the yeah, game. It was if I'm remembering correctly. Year. Okay, yeah. yeah, that's what I was thinking. That makes sense. It doesn't feel like something that was designed into the bones of the game. Like well, I played as the two male characters because, of course, I did. Um, and it really feels like the the male you character really feels like a male character speaking lines that were written for a female character. <laughs> like their their whole dynamic, like 
they try, you know, like you is the engineer and, she, you know, she's the, the kind of like pushy one, but they, their interactions do feel very gendered. Yeah, I feel like, and I, I, I just picked the hetero couple because it was the, the default. default. I was like, I don't really have a stake in this, but thinking back on it, I probably, I, I was close to doing the, the, the two female uh, couple. Yeah, and I think, I think, I think that would have worked better. I think, I think that Kay is not such a like you know alpha male masculine man that I think yeah. I think Kay's character worked would work better as, as being another character. female character. Yeah, than, that's than probably he would true. Work as a male character. That yeah. is probably true. Um, also, girl Kay, very cute. Just saying. I would be curious to hear what girl Kay's voice acting sounds like. To be honest, because um, yeah. I was I was not super impressed with male you uh, voice actor. He kind of sounds a lot of the time like he doesn't fully understand the line he's reading, right? Like a lot of the deliveries come off kind of weird. Um, this is so. that's kind of interesting because like it's not normal that you make voice acting for a game that's already finished. Yeah, right? And yeah, for like basically you have to re-voice act the entire game with two new voice actors is a little bit uh is but a little bit strange. I can say from my experience with like the standard characters, mm -hmm. the voice acting was really good. I was really impressed. Yeah, I didn't I had no no qualms with Kay's voice acting, so I'm assuming that the like the the original female voice acting was probably up to that mm -hmm. same standard. So yeah, and it's a you know it's a very it's very much a game about like their romance and their scenes together. So you really need the acting to sell it, um, because it's you know that's that's the like core emotional content of the game. Yeah, uh, it feels in a lot of ways. I I I was annoyed at how like tropey and anime a lot of their scenes felt. Like some of them are really cute, um, and they have a lot of uh, they have a lot of stuff to you know a lot of stuff to do. Like there's a lot of scenes. Uh, for, for, like even at the end of the game when I was like achievement hunting, I was still seeing like romance scenes and dialogue that I had not seen before. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, there's a, there's, they have a lot to say, <clears throat> and some of it's better than others. Um, as I say, I felt like, uh, the female character has kind of a, like, you know, um, very stereotypically, like, um, I want to say pushy, that's not quite the word I'm looking for, um, but she has a, a tendency <clears throat> more towards like fits of emotion um, in a way that like really didn't feel right on the male character. Yeah, um, I, I guess she like female you seems well, you in general, I guess <laughs> it, like she's just like kind of impulsive and a little bit flighty. Yeah, I think. But, yeah, and yeah. maybe maybe that's just I'm overlaying, you know, my own. Uh, gender biases onto it <laughs> um but yeah eh. it, it was weird because it's like a the premise of the story is that they you know it's a romeo and juliet thing where they're literally giving up everything like literally their entire society to live by themselves as the only two humans on this abandoned planet and 
their relationship seems like fairly new and shallow. Like it made it made me worry for their future. I'm like, are you sure you guys aren't gonna get tired of each other in like ten years? Yeah. Especially having literally no other support system of any kind. Like this seems like not a super well thought out plan. Yeah, that's that's I mean, that's the perspective of like <laughs> Being in your thirties and being in an established yeah. relationship. Yeah, I know. Because I, I was thinking, I mean, the relationship does seem like more established than a lot of what you get in video games. Yeah, um, that's not saying much, but yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, it's it's a step for sure, but yeah, I kept I kept bouncing like back and forth if they're like how established a relationship actually were, because sometimes it felt like pretty solid. Yeah, they'd clearly and known each other for a like, long time. Sometimes it was like, yeah, a bit a bit tropey. And I think, I mean, I think they were kind of intentionally vague on yeah, on the timeline. Details. Which, you know, that's fair. Um, I mean, it doesn't help that they, like, look like they're 16. I was gonna say, they're also, yeah, that's like, the like 17, right? So. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, oh no, you're you're they're kids, they're children. Yeah. But I I don't think they are in the like the narrative at least. Yeah, I, mean, I would I probably s- guess like early twenties. I was gonna say I assume they can't be older than like early twenties, but, but who knows? They have like really established like degrees and experience yeah, in their field. Yeah, I wasn't sure if that was just because it's like a sci-fi setting where it's like, oh yeah, you know, like. You was taught engineering ever since, like, she could toddle around, uh, like, and walk. And, you know, like, so it, I, I assumed it was, like, some kind of hyper-accelerated education uh, and hyper-specific because, you know, maybe it's a system where everybody's roles are also chosen for them. We don't know. Which, um, I, I feel like that sort of makes sense, considering that the place they came from is the apiary, which is a beehive. Mm-hmm. Um which not literally a beehive like the word apiary means beehive the place yeah. they come from is is a set of planets called the apiary yeah but i mean i feel like that's that's a that's not an unintentional choice of name yeah um, for sure a little and, on and the I, nose in fact yeah and i did sort of get the sense that it's like that that the i don't know the professional role that you have is very important because like they even mentioned that that Kay's, you know, assigned mate was another biologist. It's like, oh, the only the only thing that matters about you is your profession. Clearly, that's the the big point of commonality, which is like yeah. not how it works, but it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, or maybe maybe like people of lower caste system in the like lower rank in the caste system, like have less uh, care taken with their matchmaking compared to like the elites or something like that. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, uh, that's, a, that's something I hadn't considered. Clearly, but... clearly, like, the the whole gender same-sex couple thing is not an issue on their home planet, because if you play <laughs> as one of the same-sex couples, they don't change the gender of the, the assigned mates. So... Okay. So if you're playing male you, you are male you who is engaged to this male general. So... Okay. Interesting. I didn't... Yeah. I mean, I guess that makes sense to not have to rewrite dialogue. Yeah, because you don't that have would, to that would then be pronouns. like, yeah, that would then be like a, a lot of proofreading. Um, yeah, so. yeah that... it's kind of weird to make like a statement that you can have like same-sex relationships, but 
only these two can have same-sex relationships. Yeah, right, that would be... Well, I mean, it, it could make more sense of, like, if that's part of the reason they were running away, right? Like, if the matchmaking system was only for breeding and all, you know, yeah, other but... forms of love were, were taboo, like, that, that would make a little sense in mm -hmm. terms of the... Yeah, but then it would only make sense if you picked the right option in the beginning. Well, no, what they would have to do would be to change the genders of the... Of the... Of the original game. Yeah, um, they, they'd have to redraw, you know, like, the two shots we see of... Uh... Oh, no, but you know what? Even even in the original game, uh, they, they, men they made sure that it was okay, because you has two mothers. And I assume oh, yeah. that was... That I assume true. that was... Uh, you know, that's not changed from the original game. So, like, yeah, same-sex couples is fine in the apiary. It's just, you know romance of any kind an actual uh interest in like seeing someone other than your assigned partner that's taboo which i can't imagine on a planet like on multiple planets full of people that there aren't like people who have made arrangements to like live with people other than their assigned spouses right like maybe they have to do it somewhat secretly and still have like they're assigned spouses around as beards. But that's gotta be, like, a, a thing that's yeah. done on the reg, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. there's no way these two are the first two in the entire society to get away with not wanting to be with their assigned well, mates. And they also did say, oh, we're the first ones who've escaped. Oh, you're, you're children. How did you... <laughs> yeah. There's just... there. Look, there's, um... I think they have the concept of we want to do Romeo and Juliet in space, but also a little bit nicer, and everything else had to kind of follow that. And maybe it wasn't all, you know, super well-reasoned, but it's there's enough, like, spit and twist ties to kind of hold it together yeah. if you don't think too hard about it. And sometimes that's, sometimes that's just how she be. And the hell of it is, I think I would have liked the, like, I would have been less harsh on sweeping some of those, you know, uh, plot, not quite plot holes, but like... World building holes. World building holes under the rug a little bit, if I had liked the game itself a little bit more. Um, yeah. It's definitely very relaxing, and it feels good to, like, tool around and, like, follow these flow threads up into the air and, you know, collect food and stuff. But the problem is that, like, if you're making a primarily exploration-based game, you need to have someplace interesting to explore. Yeah. And, like, 90% of the game is identical islands. Yep. And, yeah. like, even, even with the map, I, could, I had no idea how to get from any one place to any one other place because there were basically no landmarks of any Oh, yeah, kind. that was so frustrating to me. Um, and, and even when you do find, like, oh, here's some structures that were left over from the failed colonization attempt. Like, you can't go in them. There's nothing in there. They're just, I mean, sometimes you can. But, yeah. like, if you see a bunch of buildings, you can't go inside those buildings. Like, yeah. you know, and, yeah, there's just, there's just nothing to break up the, the samey landscape of, like, green fields and some cliffs and hills. Yeah, and it's like there's oh, there's one area that's swampier where everything is tinged slightly green and there's a little more water. And there's one area that's fields where every where the grass is tinged slightly more yellow and things are slightly flatter. But like 
they don't they don't feel distinct. <laughs> it just feels like a, a palette swap on the same assets that which I'm sure it is, you know. And and yeah. like to be fair, it's it's expensive to make a bunch of very yes. different assets, but I feel like the level design could also have been a little more intentional to kind of make the spaces feel a little different. To be fair, there is one space that feels very, very different. And that's at the very end, you get close to the source of the rust and you get all of a sudden you're on these like weird red obsidian rock islands with like tons of rust and like weird giant red crystals protruding everywhere. And like, it's, it's ominous and crazy. Um, but that's like three islands at the very end of the game. Yeah. Yeah, I I feel like what it comes down to for me is they needed to lean a little harder in either direction and put, you know, more gameplay in the gameplay -y sections or put more of a focus on just the visual novel. Yeah, make it like, a visual aspects novel. Aspects of it. Yeah. Um, I, I disagree because I think the visual novel had like really good stuff. That's and true. Yeah, I agree. I think if the gameplay was a little bit better, this would have been a, such a good game for me. Yeah, agreed. If the yeah, exploration and, had felt more exploration-y. It was just a tiny bit too boring to do it for such a long time. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah, a lot of repetition. Yeah. And they have a combat <laughs> system. And the combat system is, like, fairly interesting in its design. It's a lot mm -hmm. about, like, timing. And, uh, you know, making sure you do the right attack type of it. Like, you have two types of attack, and you have to do the right ones for the right enemies at the right time. And you got to coordinate well between the two characters of, like, who's attacking when or when you want to do double attacks and things like that. Um, but, like, you're fighting the same, you know, like, dozen enemies that are on in all parts of the world, right? So, like, there's no sense of, like, oh, over here, here is where this enemy lives, and over here is where this enemy lives. And they, they're they similar enough that I could never remember, like, which attacks I was supposed to do against which type of enemy, even at the end of the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, same. The only thing I remember is the little beetle guys you do impact against. That's yep. and, and the little frog guys I think you do blast against, and that's the only thing I remember. They do look cute, though. Yeah, they are all very cute. All the little critters are super cute. And you can uh, interact with them in the overworld, which is uh, yeah, which is always them. a bonus. You can you pet can them. You can pet or... the dog. You can pet the yeah. dog, and by dog I mean mushroom lizard. <laughs> but yes. Yeah. You can pet the oink. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, there's a mushroom lizard that they adopt and name oink. And apparently, one of the two achievements I missed was apparently if you like pet oink a bunch of times, like every time you come back to the nest. Um, eventually you can harvest the mushrooms on his back, and then there's, like, a scene where they go on a psychedelic trip or something like that. Well, yeah, I guess that's what you do when you're, when you're a kid. Yeah. <laughs> Just take drugs with yep. your, uh, with your BFGF. Yep. With your significant other. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, no, because I, I was thinking about it in comparison to Sable, which is also a very open exploration game. Which, with honestly less story even than Haven, yeah, um, and and a lot of like a lot of space to explore without a ton to do in it. But I really liked Sable because around every corner there would be something new and weird. And you know, if I was thinking like, oh, 
if I asked, like, what, what's your favorite space that you can remember from Sable, you could probably at least name a space or two, right? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, there was that cool, like, lightning temple where you had to collect yeah. crystals. And, you know, there was that weird, like, black desert with the floating fortress in the sky that you had to figure out how to get to. Or those, like, epic canyons or the, like, weird misty ghost forest. And, yeah. and this is like it's the same like bluegrass islands <laughs> and there's like 30 of them i don't even remember the names of most of them i couldn't yeah, tell the, you the, the names were like the names didn't even signify anything it was like here's some syllables we match them together yeah here's like that's Gai the name of the Gaiyapa and uh guyama and i think there was one called Chobitai. Yeah, yeah something like that yeah. Toledo is not one of them, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I, I think part of that for me also was the fact that you really have one mode of movement. Um, like, you, you, gliding is, or what is it? Is it called gliding? I think it's called gliding. It is. Um, is, is like your one mode of movement. And they even, like, the game even yells at you constantly if you, like, refuse to, if you, like, if you take a couple seconds to just walk. Yeah. Or, like, They're if like, you... oh god, it's so boring to move so slow. I can... Why aren't we gliding? <laughs> it's like... Yeah, or, really? like, if you, if you, you know, don't, like, hit a U-turn or don't, like, do a drift good, it's like, oh, I'm so sorry, I missed my U-turn. Or did you know that you can glide with this or that you can <laughs> drift with this model of boots? It's like, shut up. They, Maybe they I just want to walk. They do stop doing that after the first few hours, to be fair. Like, oh, that, do they? Okay. It's, it's heavily front-loaded. I thought, I'm like, oh god, are they just going to do this? Or maybe, honestly, maybe they don't stop doing it after the first few hours, and I just got better at drifting. That might also be the case. That might also be I don't know, but I, I know it, like, it, the quips change when you walk later. Do they? Because they go do stuff like, oh, it's nice to take a stroll sometimes, and then yeah. continue from there. Yeah, so I think they just really want you to... I'm guessing in playtesting, maybe like people weren't figuring out how to use the drift properly, and were just walking in order to change direction a bunch. And like that's fine as far as it goes, but when you're actually doing the flow threads that you follow, which are like these bright blue paths that you can like sort of... Uh, you like eat them basically you absorb them as you fly along them um in some of those go up into the air and then you have to do drifts in order to stay on them or else you like fall off basically and and they do they do like tutorialize uh not just drifting like cuz they have you know the the very beginning of the game okay here's how you walk here's how you glide here's how you drift here's how you do u turn like you got to do each of these three times or whatever yep. but then they do have a separate tutorial later that's like okay let's make sure we know how to drift while we're following a flow thread yeah and because it's like you're gonna have to do it in the air because some of the later islands have um so there's in the game there are like these like flow bridges that connect all these different islands that you go to and some of them are up on areas that you can only reach by following flow threads and god that made me so annoyed by the end of the game because it's like i just want to get to the place that's like the next island over and i can't remember which of these like 14 flow threads is the one thread that takes me up there and it like, drove me bananas yeah yeah um 
I got. I have. I had another gripe, and it, it has escaped. There, there my is mind. a fast travel system, mm -hmm. but it's only available in certain locations, and it has. You have to pay to use it because you have to provide food for um for the a purple. big thing, like a big yeah. flying manta ray type of guy. Yep. I actually like that. I've seen pe a lot of people be annoyed of the fast travel travel system, but I really liked it. I, I think I wouldn't mind it if it weren't for the fact that you have limited uh, carrying capacity and you have to, if you like know you're going to want to use like the burble twice, you have to spend two of your six capacity carrying food to, because you can't keep the food you make at the camp. So the it, it just felt like a waste of backpack space that I could be using with like healing items or social items. Um, it's like, oh great, I guess I have to carry... Um, you know, these random, like, two two baked apple doos or whatever so that I don't waste my good food on transport. Because it's not like you're slow, you're low on food. After, a, like, pretty quickly, you're maxed out on all, on all except, like, the most rare food type. Mm -hmm. um, and so you can make a fuck ton of food, but you can only carry six things with you when you leave the nest, which is, like, your little home base spaceship, so... I guess I'm surprised that there is never a backpack upgrade. Yeah, um, right? I was expecting one. I was what I was actually expecting and I'm like stunned that this is not where they ended up going with it. I thought for sure that once you collected all of the ship parts, <clears throat> they were going to let you establish the nest on any of the islands. Like the nest flies, like I thought they were going to let you take the nest and set it down on another island's different home base to explore from once you found all the parts and that would be like your reward for doing like all of the collection stuff but actually it's the reward is just literally the end of the game yes but also that seems hard true eh, not, not that hard like if you have a a set spot for the like nest to be pictured in each um on each yeah. island, or even, like, select islands, right? You could do, like, only four of them or whatever. You don't have to animate it coming down or anything. You just fade in and fade out. Yeah. I can see some issues that could occur. Yeah. And, I mean, I think it would have been a really good kind of... Because at that point, like, you know, you've... In order to get all the ship parts that you need... Because the first thing in the game that happens pretty much is, like, your ship gets damaged and you have to go and salvage a bunch of parts to repair it. Um, and by the time you salvage all the parts, you're basically at the end game anyway. So it would have felt like a, hey, this is basically the post game now. So if you want to do a little, like, cleanup exploration before you end the game, here's, like, a quick and easy way to do it um and i was i had for some reason just convinced myself that they were going to do that and when they didn't i was like very startled i'm more annoyed that i didn't get to keep my flower boots <laughs> is that uh would it have been uh, like as a new game plus thing you mean or either as a new game plus or like being allowed to go to other places with them yeah. So what happens? So I didn't actually explore that much in the epilogue. So the epilogue, if you cut off the flow bridge, is uh, you know you and uh, you and your partner are just kind of hanging out uh, on the the home base island, and you get a special set of boots where you can draw using flowers. Like they leave a little flower trail behind, and if you do a little flow blast, it leaves like a 
a big circle of flowers. And it's it's very cute, and it's, like, fun to use. Um, I did not try to go to other islands. Uh, what happens if you do? Um, are the flow bridges stop... even still there? They are there, but okay. they stop you with dialogue. And I was about to learn what they said, but then they interrupted me with another dialogue. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, and so the animation at the end, they cut off the flow bridge, and maybe the animation just, like, didn't get good notes from the writers, or maybe they just didn't think this through all the way, but the animation seems to show the flow core of the planet just dims out and dies. Uh, which, like, flow is their power source, and also the only way they have between uh, the little islands, uh, either via the flow bridges or via powering the nest with flow. Um, so I'm very... Like, it made me concerned for their future. Like, is the power source just going to completely die on this planet, and then they will also be completely unpowered on this planet and confined not just to source, but to, like, the one tiny island they live yeah, I was also curious about that, but the dialogue did not suggest such a thing, so... Yeah, it's just kind of suggested in that animation a little bit. Which, you know, who knows if that was intentional or not. Um, I will say there is one very cool set piece uh, at the very end. When you get to the end, um, you get to, like, the this big pillar of a flow bridge, and it's surrounded by, like, this terrifying rust landscape. And you have to slide down through in like a spiral down the rust landscape. And they play the credits over the gameplay while you're doing that, which is really cool. And then when you reach the flow bridge, you have to follow a bunch of flow threads like up and up and up into the sky around it uh, in order to fully destroy the flow bridge. And like that feels like a cool set piece and a like cool ending. Uh, it felt like it did come kind of abruptly. Like I wasn't expecting when I got to that level in the game started playing credits I was like oh it's mm -hmm. over like this is the end of the game we're not gonna yeah. have a confrontation with like the the big bad guy that they've been threatening for the past like hour or two of gameplay also they've been like setting up this like big decision like as it if as if it is a decision and then they kind of just do it I mean, it is a decision because you can get the bad ending. Yeah, yeah, by... yeah, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we, we ignore that. <laughs> yeah, you have to try pretty hard to get the bad ending. Yeah, but you have to, you have to basically. The, the credits come before the bad ending shows. It's true. That's true. Yeah, and, and then they have a real credit af after, I guess. But... Yeah, they have another like cool animated, uh, outro. It's really long and... as well. Yeah. And I loved those animated sequences. I thought they were, like, very impressive, but... Yeah, definitely. I thought the ending was good. It just felt weird in, in its placement in the general pacing with everything. Yeah. Okay, one thing that I did not like about the ending. What was the point of you getting, like... Injured? Injured and being, like, uh, rusted. Yeah, I guess the the intention narratively was to like show that they had to make like sacrifices for their happiness, but they're fucking already cutting themselves off from ever leaving this planet. Like they're already making a pretty big sacrifice. So there's a thing where like as they're going through this like, you know, horrible lava-filled rust landscape, um there's like a like a burst of like fire or rust 
rust fire or something from one of the crystals, and you pushes Kay out of the way and gets, like, scalded and, like, half-covered in rust crystals. And then you is just forever half-covered in rust crystals. Like, they make a joke about it in the epilogue where you is like, oh, do I still, you know, do I still look pretty like this? And Kay's like, oh, yeah, I think you actually look even better. You're, like, very, like, badass. It's cool. It's very unclear if it's safe. Or if it's yeah, going like, to heal, or... Yeah, what are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah, like, you is at least not in pain anymore. They mentioned he's like, oh, yeah, no, like, the healing oil that we've been... Like, it's fine, I don't, like, I'm not in pain at all anymore. And it's like, okay, is this bad for you? Is it gonna... Are you gonna get over it? Like, what... What is the... What yeah, is what the are the long-term implications here? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It was a, that was a weird thing about the ending. I think it was just because they needed, like, a little more dramatic tension, dramatic moment in that sequence. But it, it does feel a little non-sequitur. Yeah, but the reason why it feels bad is because you just get up instantly yeah. and there's no consequences. And then you never... It never bothers anyone. Yeah, it doesn't have any impact of any kind. Um, also, speaking of credits, it's they do a little fun thing in the menu if you select credits, where they have like dialogue talking about every single person in the credits <laughs> and like commenting on what they did. That's cute. Maybe I'll have that's to. Cute, uh... But I, that must have been so much work. Yeah, there's a lot of things where I I look at this game and I'm like, really, you you put your time into doing that and not. Something else. Um, less so now that I uh, learned that the, the gender stuff was added post-release. Because I'm like, really? You put your time in doing, like, two different gender models and voices for each character rather than, like, more assets for the islands? Um, but it makes sense if that was added in post. But even so, yeah, there's, there's some times where I'm like, yeah, like, it feels like there was a lot that was done with... Um, like the dialogue and the animation and stuff and some other places where I'm like, you could have polished this a little bit more maybe. But you know, that's that's game design is like making making decisions about what to prioritize. And I've I'm sure they made the game they wanted to make. But Yeah. And I mean, I don't know, it seems like this game has done pretty well. Yeah, it has some pretty decent uh like uh, critical reviews according to got like an 8 out of 10 on IGN and like 72 out of 100 on uh, PC by PC Gamer um, also Jesus I really love this soundtrack yeah it I mean, was it's, a it's big pretty, selling point for me pretty chill as the as it goes and considering it's like this pretty much the same thing playing for a lot of it um it surprisingly did not get boring for me, which was good. And I did I did really like some of the stuff that plays towards the end in the rust areas. Like I'm like, ooh, this is getting like <laughs> this is getting hardcore. I wish I could spend more time in these areas so that uh <laughs> so I could listen to this track a little more. I wonder if the soundtrack is And there's a lot anywhere. of there's a lot of little hidden Easter eggs and stuff too. Um like there's a there's a secret beach you can find by like going to the edge of one of the islands and jumping off of it. Yeah. Um 
and there's a if you feed there's a secret location that the burble will take you to if you feed it like the most expensive food item um and by expensive i mean in terms of rarity because there's like one food item that is harder to get than the others so if you make him the food item that's two of those um and you feed it to him he takes you to a secret location <laughs> Uh, uh, the soundtrack for this game, by the way, is on Spotify. Just, okay. just FYI. So, so if you want to just check that out, feel free. Um, there's, there's like I, I went through like achievement hunting afterwards um, using a guide because I was like I only had like eight achievements left or something, and I definitely wanted the one where you get all the food. So I'm like, oh, look at what other achievements I can get uh, in the meantime. So there's one where like, okay, first of all. Uh, if you, the idol in this game, if you, like, put down the controller for a little bit, is the character Kiss, which is super cute. That is cute. Um, and, but there's another stage of the idol where if you leave, the, in certain locations, you leave them long enough, uh, a bird will come and sit on your head. Which is really funny. I did, I did read that somewhere, yes. <laughs> Um, and there's also, there's like a secret boss where if you don't go back to the nest for long enough, like this giant whale thing apparently shows up. That's one of the achievements I didn't get because it was like, it takes like 20 to 30 minutes of in-game time for the boss to spawn. And I'm like, I'm not just like sitting here waiting for 20 minutes when I've already finished the Oh, I got that without realizing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that was the thing. It's like, I could have, like, if I'd gotten it in the course of regular gameplay, it would have been fine. But uh, I was very conscientious about always returning to the nest when I was, like, injured and out of healing items. So um, yeah. I, I was never away from the nest for long enough at once. I found it really annoying that you're not allowed to eat unless you're at a campsite. I don't know. Yeah. I had Such... food with me. Why can't yeah. I? Uh, oh, well. I guess and that's... I didn't. I didn't realize until after I'd beaten the game, which was part of why I had to do achievement hunting, that the food that you can make at a camp and the food you make at the nest are different. Oh, I guess I didn't notice that. I never clocked that either. Yeah. So I I found out later that uh, I was like, why didn't I get the food achievement? I definitely made everything. And then I looked, and they're like, and and here are the six things you can only make at camp. I'm like, oh god damn it. <laughs> Great. That feels like something that they could have easily, like, hinted at in dialogue. I don't know. Yeah, also, did you know that you can uh, charge your attacks for longer, the duo attack? If you hold the charge, it, like, increases the power of a the attack, but it also lowers the, like, um, timing range that you can release in. Huh. I did not know this until reading Achievements. I don't think they ever tutorialized. But I don't think they do either. Yeah, that would have been nice to know. When you, I when you knew do... it, but then I forgot it when I played it this time. It might be that you have to level it up um, before you you have access to it. Mm. But once you've leveled them up, and you level up your abilities by gaining, like, seeing more of the romance scenes, basically. Um, but there's there'll be like these two little slashes on either side of the the duo blast or the duo impact, and if you hold it, those slashes are actually a meter that fills up. But it, you have to hold it for quite a bit before the first one fills up. So e it's hard to do it accidentally, even if you're, like, waiting to do the release. And because, you know, especially, it was hard for me to get as an achievement, because by the time I realized that you could do it, I was in the late game, and the only enemies 
that uh, that I could attack were ones that like knock you out of your attacks periodically. Um, so yeah. I basically had to get a surprise round on them so I could get this. It obviously takes longer to hold a charge. Um, so I had to uh, wait, get a surprise round so I had enough time to get off the duo attack before they attacked me. Yeah, I'm not sure, but I think it is the final upgrade. That could be. Um, maybe it says when you unlock it, like, you know, you can now charge your attack that but because they don't explain to you how to do it it's uh yeah, yeah it's it really a, easy to a miss. tiny bit of trial and error yeah <laughs> uh so for whatever reason this just i just remembered this was it just me or did it feel like there was originally intended to be a flow economy system because there's like a lot of narrative stuff about as you go along the flow threads you're like gathering flow to use for the gloves yeah uh, and that it like powers them up and you can do these flow bursts and it really felt like maybe in the original design there was going to be an economy system where like you had a set and there's even like a meter in the top left corner yeah there is that flashes when you're like following a flow thread yeah um, i was i thought that like that was gonna come into play later and i just didn't get to it but i guess not no it just doesn't you, you can run out of flow can you I oh, never really? did the entire time. How do you run out of flow? Or did they patch that out or something? I, I never you, ran out of flow. You use bursts, and then you it reduces I, your flow. I used bursts constantly, and I like rare towards the end of the game. I rarely followed flow threads at all because like they didn't seem to provide any purpose. Um, and I never ran out of flow. I. Like even even when I was like cleaning a bunch of rust and the meter is flashing as though this is a problem, like and I'm just flow bursting all over the place. I never ran out of flow the entire game. Okay, so this seems strange. I actually ran an old version of the game because I had it installed. Okay, and did you run out of flow? Yeah. Interesting. Maybe it, maybe it like maybe that got broken in a recent update or something? I don't know. Or maybe, That's they weird. maybe they decided it just felt bad when you run out of flow. Like, so when you it run out of flow... Yeah, when you run out of flow, do you have to walk until you get to the next flow thread? No, you can glide. You just can't okay. burst. Yeah, and you don't okay. clear rust. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. Oh. So, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> maybe they patched it out, maybe they broke it. Maybe they decided it just, like, it feels bad to not be able to do it, and so they're like, ah, screw it, you can just always flow burst. That's pretty wild, though. <laughs> yeah, because it definitely feels like, like, they, it's still, they still talk about it in the game, like, it's, and there's still a meter on the screen. Well, and so that's, I was that's like... the very first mission is like, oh, we ran out of flow to power the nest, so there's no power to the nest, we gotta go pick up some flow. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I kept found it. it. I found it. Yeah? No burst ability doesn't consume flow anymore. <laughs> they patched it out! Okay. Oh, boy. Well, I mean, good for them. If it was, like, this is just a thing that's in the story but, like, doesn't feel good in gameplay, so let's just get rid of it, good for them for making yeah, that's that... Yeah, For making that call. It, yeah, it does retroactively make things a little more confusing, but... I mean, it, 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 whatever. 
So I can't be I'll, too mad about it. If if Flowburst if Flow Burst doesn't consume Flow, is there something that does? Or does nothing consume Flow anymore? Was Flow Burst the only thing that consumed Flow? I think Question. so. I mean, I think you also spent uh, like a little bit while clearing rust. Clearing rust, that might be true. Um, mm. but if so, it's a very small amount, I think. Enough that like just occasionally, like haphazardly riding through flow threads replaces it, I guess. Yeah. That's really funny. It's really funny that that whole economy is there, and I was just assumed it wasn't. Yeah, because that would be weird to have a meter that doesn't do anything. Doesn't mean anything, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what I was wondering. I'm like, is this something that, like, was in the game and then they removed And apparently, yes, it's the answer. <laughs> I mean, at that point, you might as well just remove the system and the meter. Because uh, it, it doesn't, it provides more confusion than, uh, an elucidation, but yeah, sure, whatever. But I would, I would be scared of removing a system in a patch like that. Yeah, no, fair. Yeah, <laughs> fair. You don't know what else you I might. I mean, break. you could, you could, you could hide the UI. Yeah, yeah, you could just hide the UI and not actually uh, show it. But then, if then on the off chance that you were clearing so much that you did actually run out of flow, like you wouldn't know why. <laughs> like it would be confusing. Assuming that rust cons that uh, clearing rust also does, uh... I don't think we ever mentioned actually. Rust is the like byproduct of the fact that they destroyed the planet, that uh, the apiary destroyed this planet. It's like a weird red crystal thing that like forms on each uh, island, and you can clear it by gliding over it, and uh, it makes it... all the animals hostile. Yeah, it makes animals mm -hmm. hostile, so you have to like run into them and fight them to, and you don't actually kill them. You just uh, you know, you clear their Wait, the rust off them, and you can clear rust of an animals. Yeah, can't you clear rust of you? I mean, it, maybe mm. it's the, maybe it's the like hyper rust that they talk about at the end, because um, <clears throat> there yeah. is you, because the rust is a currency, and you need to spend it to make certain things. They do have one island at the towards the end of the game which you cannot clear. It just keeps infinitely respawning rust every time you come back to it, so that you are never like without this resource and blocked from finishing the game. Um, because you you need the you need the resource to uh, repair the ship, which is like what gets you to the final end game. But you can also use it on consumable items. So there is theoretically a scenario where you use all of the rust you've gathered on consumables and then you're completely out. Uh, it would be very hard to do because you get a lot of rust, but theoretically. Um, yeah, I don't know. Any other thoughts? Holding hands while gliding is super cute. It is very, very cute. cute. More, more yeah. games where you hold hands and more games where the kiss yeah those were both like that i found that both very sweet yeah also, i mean we were we were like hard on the like relationship aspects but there's a lot that is just like oh that's nice yeah i'm gonna do oh, one cool. more one more narrative gripe uh before we go which yeah. is that i just remembered um which is that 
like towards the like basically the end of Act Two, beginning of Act Three, you uh, and K have a fight about the fact that like you never disclosed that this crazy general was like his assigned match. Sorry, I think of you as a male character because sure. I played you as a male character. Um, so they get in a big fight, and it really feels like it's just there to give them a reason to have a fight before the end of the game. Like they yeah, get they get separated for a little bit, and uh, and like you play as them each individually, and it's a big thing about like trying to find a way back to reunite to each other and stuff like that. And it's it's a sweet sequence, but the the fight kind of comes out of nowhere and feels like very like cheap Convenient. and surface level for yeah for what is supposed yeah. to be an established relationship. They get I'm like sure. really worked up. I don't think the fight is actually. <laughs> That's badly written. It's just how it took place. Yeah, it it sort of comes out of nowhere so that they have an excuse to, to. But I don't know. It feels like it made me worry about their longevity as a couple because it's a very shallow thing to get that upset about, and it like it's the sort of thing that if they could both just like calm down slightly and communicate well, like would not have been a big shouty fight. Like, if you were a well-established couple that, uh, you know, that had had arguments before and, like, you know, like, knew better, like, this is something that you should be able to communicate yeah. with each other about and not fly off the handle and, like, run away crying. Yeah. Because I think, I like, you, you literally, like, runs out at night to a completely different island because they don't want to sleep in the nest that night. Like it's which is very dangerous because they do know already at that point that the hornets are looking for them, which is like the robot shock troops of the um of the apiary, which you do actually get to fight in the game occasionally. Um they're a little bit tougher than the standard enemies, but they're not as common, so um yeah, that that scene kind of like made me roll my eyes a little bit, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess for what it sounds like, it's it just sort of seems like late game. They had not established enough in terms of stakes that they needed to quickly throw some stakes in. I guess. Yeah. With with the the you know rust covering and the the fight. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that seems yeah, accurate. I would agree with that. Um, but yeah, that's that's Haven. I I don't I was like I don't want to be as down on this game as I've been. Uh, like I said, like I think the premise is really interesting. And I like really wanted to like the game, but I just found myself like really bored for most of it, unfortunately. So, you know, for better or for worse. Yeah. I, I don't know. I guess I don't know how long this one was in development, and I don't know if it was like a time issue, or like a rushed dev cycle, or if it was a money issue. But I don't know. It just it just felt like this one maybe needed a little more little more time in the oven. Yeah. I don't even want to say that. I think it's a little bit misplaced because, like, thinking about how much dialogue is in this game. There's a lot. I guess that's true. Maybe, yeah. okay. I'm trying to think of, like, a better way to phrase it. Yeah, I guess, I think part of it also comes from, like, 
it, it is a game that is trying i feel like it's trying to do a lot more than maybe other games would just in terms of like focus um i i you know i don't know that there's a lot of games that have such a fleshed out kind of like visual novel thing while also having an entire other game on the side on the side like even persona yeah. doesn't do that and persona is kind of known for being that sort of a thing but um I mean, yeah. Persona does do that. It's just... I guess it does. Same, it's, it's been a long same, time since I played a Persona this, game. The, the thing is, in Persona, it's like the same amount of things stretched over 150 hours instead of like the 15 or whatever that this game is. So yeah. it doesn't feel like there's as much story. That's true. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's. I guess that's just like kind of the trouble of trying to do a lot, is that sometimes some things don't get as done as other things. Yeah, and, and like I said, I think it's a it's an issue of priorities, right? Like they put their priorities in like very heavily in the narrative basket, um and the result is that the the accompanying game feels like it doesn't support that narrative part as well as it could. Yeah. Am I seeing this correctly or is mm. this really just two people who made the game? The game? No, the credits were surely like had more than than that. Yeah, that's true. Um, but I can only find two people. Um, Haven twenty twenty. I need to start it up and check the credits again. <laughs> yeah, there's a here's a there's two people who were like. Creative direction and production, uh, Emmerich Toa and Audrey Le Prince. And then technical direction, Nam Hoang, Anthony Bayer, Jean Christophe Harrow. I'm not quite sure how to pronounce that. Art direction, Simon Trusselier, Anthony Bayer, Coyorin, writing, Pierre Corbinet, music, danger. So, yeah, there's, there's a. And then there's like three completely different names in game programming. Yeah, it, it was a fairly large group, it looks like. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. Here's the. I'll put in our Discord if anyone else is curious about the credits, but um, it is. Uh, yeah, there were there were a number of people. Um, I'm guessing you know it's one of those things where there were like like two main creative leads on it who probably show up when you look for who made the game. Yeah. Um. But it's also hard to, like, it's usually hard to find out because a lot of the stuff are, like, freelance work. Yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. a, because, like, we, you know, we say that we made Wintermore with six people, which is true. But, like, six people was, like, the core group who was working on the game the entire time. There were, all like, you know, there was an artist who was on the team early on and, like, left for the, like, main... Like, you know, the main game took shape and there were like a number of contract artists that we hired out to do, um, you know, like some fill in art that our main artist didn't have time for. And there was like also a sound designer who was, you know, like a, a part time hire and like we don't count any of the like voice actors in those six. So like, you know, in terms of the number of people who actually touched the game, it's probably closer to like, you know, 15 or 20. Um, 
but it is still accurate to say that six people worked on the game because there were only six people who worked on the whole game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, game dev be weird like that. Do be weird. Yeah, it's like when you, you go to a movie and it's like, you know, by such and such, like, directors, and then the credits is like 20 minutes of names. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, make, making stuff, making big stuff, at least do be like that, just in general, I think. Yep. I think as soon as, as soon as money gets put into making a thing, it gets real messy real quick. Yeah, well, and yeah. also, like, um, as, as soon as money gets put into a thing, you have the opportunity to, to bring other people in and do the, to do the mm -hmm. stuff better that you, that you know you wouldn't do up to par yourself. Yeah. Right? Because um, otherwise you end up doing it all yourself, and then parts of it end up being as good as you can do them, and no one is good at everything, so... Yep. Yep. If only. Like, even like even stuff if you want it to be really good and you spend a long time polishing, that just means like, you know, that doing that thing will take like ten times as long than if you had someone who's actually good at it do it. Yeah, and Delta Rune will never be released. Yeah. Uh I was thinking of Stardew Valley, actually. <laughs> but yeah. It's like, man, yeah. he did a good job polishing like so many things in that game, but, like, it took a very, very long time. And ultimately, you know, that is time that you could use on other things. Yeah. So, yeah, the, I, the, real, the real killer is not, well, I don't know, this is like a pretty sweeping statement, but the real killer is not the money you spend on things, but it is the time that you spend on things, because yeah. you can get money back. You can't yeah. get time back. Yeah, and money is kind of a, you know, you can spend money in in place of time, basically, mm -hmm. by getting some parallels work going on and, and getting people who are better and faster at it than you would be. Yep. Uh, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. We don't actually talk about the Haven dev process and how they got to the point where they were. I hope they made the game they wanted to make, right? Like, I hope it came out such that they are happy with the game as it is, even if I, you know, bounced off it uh in a in a number of directions. Yeah, I think it's so funny actually that they went from making like Fury, uh, like really <laughs> fast paced, high action, only like uh, what's it called gameplay focused. Yeah, is, I I is Fury a boss rush? I don't remember off the top yeah. of my head. Okay, that's yeah. what I was thinking. Is it a is it there's... a bullet hell question mark? Or am I yes. thinking of a different game? Yeah, so it's yeah okay. they they made a sort bullet of. hell boss rush type thing. And then they made this, like, really like relaxing exploration game. Which, you know, more power to you. That's range, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, and I, I, I run into this a lot with music. Um, especially, like, you know, here's a band that I've been following for a long time. And they put out a new album, and it's something very, very different from their previous work. And I just don't care for it. But I, you know, I can never, like, find myself getting upset about it. Like, because, yeah, ultimately they, they probably made the thing they wanted to make, and if they enjoyed the creative process and, and were happy with the result, then, you know, 
that's fine. It doesn't and erase. It's, it's a success, right? Yeah, like... yeah, exactly. It doesn't erase all the stuff that they have previously made that I that I liked. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think, yeah, we were kind of down on this one. I think, I mean, I feel like I was, and I don't, I think maybe this is how we are, all are. I think we wanted to like it a lot more than we did. And that, I mean, that... like, exploration, ro- like, space exploration romance game with a queer option sounds like a game that was tailored for me. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> right. that sounds Absolutely. like exactly up my alley. But, like, just, it, I think it mostly came down to the exploration. Like, I was, I needed the exploration to be a significant part of it uh, as, as, as built. Uh, and it just wasn't, the exploration was just not satisfying enough for me. Um, yeah. Which is fine. Maybe other people did find it satisfying. Um, your mileage may vary. Or maybe, maybe the exploration for other people is not as important a part. So. Yeah, it's just you spend so much time doing it. Yeah, you really do. <laughs> oh, well. Although, I don't know, I bet the speed run goes <laughs> real fast. Yeah, That's... you don't actually have to do a lot of the things, but... Yeah, if you know where the parts are, you just go straight to the parts and then the end game. You, you don't have to clean up planets, but how can you not? Yeah, it feels satisfying to do. Why would you not? Mm-hmm. It really does. you got to think about, and, and then gotta think about the lizards. Once you've cleaned it, you then don't have to worry about being attacked in that region when you travel through it again, which is a big reward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So... Well, yeah. Yeah. I um, we, I, I, I guess we normally talk art style at some point. I don't know that there's much to say. The cutscenes are basically anime art style, and then the, the other stuff is three D models anime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's. I like. I will say, like, I like the color palette. Um, yeah. Just in terms of everything being like bright, but not neon necessarily i mean yeah. i guess i guess some of it is kind of neony but it's it's like yeah, halfway before, between being neon get... and pastel which is yeah a, a good place to be before you get tired of it it's uh it is very pretty yeah yeah all the blue and red mm-hmm. yep and the and the creature designs are pretty cute if yes if nothing well, particularly original they are you probably didn't get to the heliga um there's a there's like a secret Pegasus that oh. uh, is apparently like a thing that was thought to be mythical, like worse. And so you find one, and if you free it from rust, then if you run into it again, uh, it'll just like heal you. That's nice. How is I was so. It's like I, a dragon Pegasus. It's very cute. I, I, was I, I really like that design. monster and. I was, like, annoyed because I knew I took so much damage and I had to go back. But then it healed me after I beat it. Yeah. yeah. How, was the, uh, how was the giant whale fight? Because I never got that one. Um, supposedly, supposedly, the hardest, supposedly it's the hardest fight in the game by far. Yeah, I think, I think it was hard. It's like but they like, said it's like three phases, and one of them is it fires a giant laser at you. I felt like shielding and attacking always right. worked. Okay. Against anything. Yeah, fair enough. Um. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I'll see if there's like a gameplay video that fights the whale, and I can see what how that goes down. 
like I said, I was tempted to get it, but I just didn't want to wait 30 minutes for it to spawn when I had already finished the rest of the game. Yeah. All right, uh, shall we move on to what what comes next, Elso? Yeah, uh, now for something completely different, <laughs> I guess. Um, we were talking about it, and it's on sale right now, and we're we're just going to play House Flipper for a couple weeks. Um, dive into that uh, asset flip sim game genre that I don't think we've really touched. As, yeah, as far as I know, I have never played a game genre, but it sounds like all my favorite parts of The Sims. So I'm excited to try. Yeah, it's it's very enjoyable. Um, it you get like the satisfaction of, you know, having like cleaned and decorated, without having to do any of the actual physical labor involved, which is which is nice. Um, although I will say, uh, when when we were like looking to buy a house, we got outbid on the first house that we put an offer on because someone who was going to flip it put in an offer like 10, 10 grand above asking price uh, and I literally stopped playing house flipper for a while because I was so mad at, at, <laughs> at, actual, at actual house flippers I was too mad yeah. at to yeah. play the game but um, yeah house flipper um, developed by Empyrean and published by Frozen District um, there's like a whole bunch of DLCs um, and I think for, for this we're going to just focus on the base game yeah, there um, are some ethical considerations associated with house flipping, and yes. <laughs> maybe we'll end up talking about those, but I don't think those should reflect on a video game. House no. <laughs> I was just, I was there, in a very emotional place. Games, there are plenty of video games about, like, murder and mayhem that we don't hold against those, so we yeah, won't no. hold that against this game. <laughs> Absolutely, and, I, and look, full disclosure, I have... I have played many hours of House Flipper since then. I was just in a very uh, stressed out and emotional place at that exact time. Yeah, uh, no, So I had, to, I had to take a break from it. But um, yeah, that's what we will be playing playing next. And um, I don't know, maybe maybe we'll have a lot to say about it. Maybe we just won't. It's difficult to say. Yeah. But, you know, there it we'll is. We'll see. We've, there's been a number of like simulation-style games that... Uh... We haven't had much to say about, but uh, maybe we'll get a guest on, right? We had a, we probably would have had a much shorter episode for um, unpacking if we didn't have a guest. Um, That's true. So maybe we can find someone who really likes House Flipper. Um, and hey, if you really like House Flipper and you're listening and you want to come on and, and discuss, thank you, um, <laughs> uh, and you want to come on and discuss uh, House Flipper with us, as a guest on the podcast, you can do that. All you have to do uh, is contact us on Discord or Twitter. Yeah. You can find us on Twitter at FeedbackForce. Um, and also you can... I generally will post the Discord link, and I, the Discord link still works, I believe. Um, so if, it's, if, if I forget to post it when I post this episode, just like scroll back in the Twitter and it, it will be there somewhere. Um, most recently, I do see that I tweeted it on August 28th, so... A month you, ago. You go look, yeah, when we did our last episode. Um, so there's that. Has uh, it been a month you... since we did our last episode? Jeez. It has been a month. I guess I that makes sense. We we planned to make it a longer than usual one, and then we got delayed by various Yeah, concerns. by various maladies. Um, yeah, so that's that. At Feedback Force on Twitter. You can also find me on Twitter, at Kelso Time Bomb. 
Uh, not a lot going on there. You know, it happens. But that's that. Yep. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Kyla underscore go. Um, or you can find uh, my Instagram, uh, Kyla Gorman Fury, if you want to see pictures of my gecko. Um, you and you do. And you do. He's adorable. Um, and you can also uh, buy my game, Wintermore Tactics Club, uh, on modern consoles and, and PC. Yeah, and I'm Carl, and you can follow me on Twitter at Gug3. Nice. We and did that's it. it. That's the show. Thanks that's for listening, everybody. And this, uh, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm not anticipating needing more than two weeks, considering I've already played many hours of House Slipper. But we'll see. I, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll see how. It, we'll I, see how it be. I may. It probably depends on if I start playing it today or if I get caught up trying to finish my playthrough of, um. Uh, two point campus because I think I'm on mm. like the last two levels of it. Oh, <laughs> so I want to. I might want to finish. Uh, I might want to finish those campuses before I start flipping houses. But we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, that's been an episode. Thank y'all for listening, and we will be back in two ish. In some weeks. amount of time. <laughs> yeah, in some amount of time. Probably more than likely less than a month. <laughs> but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. You never know. We like to mix it up like that. We do sometimes. Anyway. All right. Bye. Bye bye. Bye. I still can't believe they patched out the flow thing. (laughs) I was so confused.